The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, teaching your kids about money. Uh, I posted in the Disruptive Entrepreneur Facebook community, uh, and I've got a tip which I learned from someone called Caleb Maddox, who learned it from his dad. And I thought, what a great strategy. I'm definitely going to implement that with my children. And I was really surprised because I got quite a mixed response to that in the group. So I'm going to share that strategy with you. I've got about 10 or 11 points here. Uh, The next thing is, I promise, because this is children-friendly, that I won't mother fluff and swear, I promise. So this is children friendly if you're listening and you are between the ages of two and 18. There's nothing that will be said that uh, will not raise your eyebrows or your parents' eyebrows, although you've probably heard it anyway. OK, so uh, let's get cracking then. Teaching your children about money. For me, the fundamental thing about teaching your children or kids in general about money is not just about making money. And I think this is the misconception that a lot of people have. It's not just about making money. It's how money works. I think if you fully understand how money works, of course, the the history, the psychology, the story, um, you know, the economics of it, even the spiritual nature of it, then you can much more embrace money into your life and use it rather than it use you, you know, be um, powerful with it rather than being a, a victim to it, a slave to it, control it and master it rather than always worry about it. So I wrote huge sections in my book, Money, on how money actually works, not just from an economics point of view, although I did do an economics section, but, you know, the history of it. Also, for example, the word currency means flow and um, money is in its true nature when it is flowing. Uh, And money loves speed and hates friction. And how money is a representation, a a universally agreed... um, kind of consistent form of value, a mechanism of exchange, a store of value, a protection against an uncertain tomorrow. So I believe it's really important to teach your kids how money works as well as making money. And then those of you that may be not so money focused or, or, or don't really want to create very capitalist children, I'm not here to judge, by the way. I I do would like my kids to be able to make a lot of money, but I know that's not important to everyone. But how it works and using it as service and value, uh, creation, contribution, creativity, philanthropy, etc. I think that that will really help your children in a world that is governed by money because it is our universally agreed mechanism of exchange of value. And if, if you took money away, we'd be back to a very primitive barter type system, which would be way slower. Um, it wouldn't serve us as well. Okay, so um, I believe that facts tell and stories sell. So you'll know if you've got kids. By the way, if you're watching the live, just give me a yes if you've got kids. Give me a no or a a thank goodness if you haven't got kids. Give me one of those um, red faces with the tongue out and the the speeds of sweat if you have a child or children. Um, So you'll know if you've got children that actually often you've got great advice to give them and wisdom, but they resist you because you are their parent. This is the problem. 
So I often think it's great to use stories and analogies rather than, you know, telling them what to do. You tell them what to do, they resist. Now, of course, like I said earlier, this is age dependent. So if your child is like nine months, so my business partner, Mark Homer, who's tuning in here, his, his son, Freddie, who's, by the way, one of the, the most beautiful looking children you've ever seen. Don't know how you did it, Mark. <laughs> He's lovely. If they are nine months, then you can read to them, talk to them. Uh, I am used to take the kids stories. Uh, I, I bought all these golf story books because I wanted to get my um, son into golf. Um, and from the age of probably, yeah, what, six to nine months, probably to four or five years old, I used to read him lots of stories about golf. But I used to weave in personal development lessons, money lessons, business lessons, success lessons, struggle lessons, challenge lessons. Now, this used to work a treat till about the age of, what, three, I guess. But then when he, he could read and he knew that what I was reading in the story wasn't the words that was written, then he scuppered my plan. So if I was writing um, a book on uh, raising kids and teaching them money, I actually wouldn't write one whole book. People have always been saying to me, Rob, you should write a book on teaching kids money. I, th I feel like I've got a lot to share. But actually from zero to three, from probably three to six, seven or eight, eight to 12, 12 to 15, 15 to 18. There's a lot of different things. You can't re read an 18 year old a story about um, golf and weave in some business and money and success and life lessons in there. Um, or you probably could to me. So it depends on the age. But at that zero to three, the impressionable age, it's definitely good to read them stories and you can weave in all the things you want them to learn about life. Uh, and look, you might not want to raise a business or a money oriented child. That's fine. But you might want to raise a successful child or a balanced child or a happy child. So really anything you want to teach them, you weave into the story because facts tell and stories sell. The next thing is I think that often the um, learning through osmosis or the vicarious lessons are often the best that we get, but, uh, both as children and as adults. So again, if we get told what to do um, or we're kind of forced into learning something like the school system, we often resist and rebel. Um, but if you have a, a godfather um, that, that, that maybe your child really looks up to or you could get them a godfather that they would look up to or an uncle or a family member or a friend who's not you, but maybe they're successful in business or they really know about money or they're a very positive, happy person. You could have your children spend some time with them and you could say to them, hey, look, can you just give me and my children a bit of help in this area or in this area? And you could feed into them, uh, you know, maybe taking them down the bank and paying some money and, and saving money um, and, you know, giving them conversations in the car when you're taking them to for some some sports games or something like that and teaching them what you want them to learn. So it's like you you leverage someone else where the, the resistance and the barrier isn't up now. Um, you know, everyone needs positive role models in their life. And um, if I could go back and take control of my earlier years as a child, obviously I didn't know this, uh, and nor did my uh, dad, but I definitely would have liked to have another really good male and female, but uh, in this particular instance, male role model, um, as someone having like a, an uncle or a godfather, because I never had one. Uh, and some people who are really successful who could, you know, make... Uh, learning about business and money, fun, and just give me some um, context to people I looked up to that weren't my parents. So my dad always used to try and teach me pool. He, we, he had a pub and he'd teach me pool and I didn't really listen. To, I kind of did because I loved being with my dad, but I didn't really listen. 
But then there was a chap called Harry Osborne, who was the best pool player in the pub. Um, and dad basically got me playing pool with Harry Osborne. And I looked up to Harry. Oh, Harry, Harry, you're amazing. And I hung on his every word and I did everything he said playing pool. And in the end, I ended up um, being the best pool player in the pub and hustling everyone at the age of, what, six, something like that. Could barely reach the pool table. Um, so it was just because it wasn't my dad. But you could play a smart game and kind of have like a little bit of a strategy with these people that you um, get your children to um, hang around with and be influenced by. Because they're going to be influenced by people anyway. They're going to be impressioned by people. They spend a lot of time not with you, you know, at school and with friends. So if you can control that environment as much as you can, you can't fully control it. But as much as you can, I think it's going to be a real benefit to them and you. Now, a lot of people, parents, mothers especially, I've seen this. Um, they're, they're, there's some guilt around, you know, giving the children to the grandparents or a babysitter or letting them go and do other things with other people because they feel like they're really responsible and should spend as much time with them as possible. You should spend as much time as possible, of course, but there's no harming in letting the children go with godfathers, uncles, um, you know, positive, inspiring people for the odd half day or day trip or just an hour here and there. If you're going to get a babysitter, try and get someone who's also got something about them uh, because it gives them really good context and, and, and not an, a full dependence on you as a parent. Okay, so I learned this brilliant um, book reading strategy from Caleb Maddox, who learned it from his dad. Uh, and um, Caleb, Caleb Maddox's dad said to him that, look, I'm not going to pay you for chores. You do chores. You have to do chores. You want to live in this house, you do chores. Because I know some parents pay their children to do chores. I get it because you want to teach them a work ethic. Um, but I, I'm not sure I want to pay my children to do things that they should do anyway without being paid. But I, I want to teach them that the world pays them for the value that they create. Um, so if I don't pay them for things where they create value, I'm not teaching them how the world works. So I think it's important to do that. So I get why people want to pay their kids for chores, but that's not how I'm doing it. By the way, I'm not telling you here what's right and wrong. I'm telling you what I'm, I'm doing and trying and you can make your own decisions. Um, so Caleb Maddox's dad said to him, look, if you read this book, he, he would give him a, like a personal development book or a book on money or some, you know, just something on positivity or mindset or, or even a bit about business. If um, he read the book and wrote a report on the book, I think he'd get 25 or $50. And uh, Bobby is now eight. Ariana is five. It may be a bit young for Ariana, but with Bobby now at this age, eight, where he can read pretty well, uh, I've asked him, would he like to do that? And he said, yes. So I put a post in the Disruptive Entrepreneur community saying, hey, look, I'm going to try this. Um, getting Bobby to read various books that bring a positive mindset. You know, like Who Moved My Cheese? It's a really simple, easy book. It's a really good book to think laterally and be creative and solve problems and not be a victim. And it's kind of a whole analogy, the book. What a great book for children to read. Well, at least so I thought. So um, Bobby's just about to start this. Well, quite a few people went on this post and went, oh, you shouldn't be paying them to read books. Oh, it's not just all about business and money and everything else. Oh, you should be getting them to do stuff and teaching them stuff. Well, yes, I think you should get them to do stuff. And yes, I, I think you should teach them stuff. And yes, why shouldn't you want them to read as well? Um, and you know what? I think if there's two main things you want to teach your kids, um, it is uh, to read and to love learning, to love reading and to love learning. Um, because all the other things, if you love reading and love learning, you're going to learn about being good with people. You're going to learn about good values. You're going to learn about business and money and positivity and all the other things that you might want to instill to them. So I'm giving this a try. And I recommend that you might try this too, because let's be honest, you know, parenting is kind of feeling our way as we go. Um, we are not perfect parents. There, are, there is no manual, as you know. And I, I think that it's good to try things um, and to be open minded, to give them a go. Uh, and I'm going to see how this goes. And I think it could be great. Okay, right, great. So um, 
I started my kids really young when it came to learning about money. I got, um, first of all, I got Bobby counting with golf balls because obviously I was um, helping him get good at golf. But then I started getting him to count with money while all the other kids were counting with other things. Knowing all the denominations, the currencies. We used to work out um, when we used to travel all the different currencies um, and getting him to count in different currencies. And he, he learned about all the other denominations such as Krugerrands and bullion, etc. Not just... Um, about uh, the standard denominations of coins. I thought I was being really clever here and could, you know, maybe um, incentivize him with a hole-in-one to get a Krugerrand, to learn about Krugerrands and go Google Krugerrands and other forms of, you know, virtually pure gold because there are other forms. And we did all that and he's got nine hole-in-ones. So I've had to pay him nine Krugerrands. He's so interested in that. He's like, you know, what's a Krugerrand worth, Daddy? And they were worth about eight fifty when I was buying them. What's a Krugerrand worth now, Daddy? Oh, 1150 Wow, they've gone up, Daddy. That's really good. And, you know, it's definitely got him interested. Um, I wanted him to uh, earn for rewards. So I felt like, you know, trying really hard, I wanted to reward that by a possible earning. Winning, I wanted to reward that by a possible earning. Not just winning or not just trying hard, but both, because I think you get rewarded for both in society. So again, I'm trying to teach him how money is, not just what I want him to be. Um, obviously trying to make it fun. So with golf, we do, um, you know, various um, putting and chipping and um, various fun activities. We play Kids Monopoly. There's a brilliant new Kids Monopoly, which has actually got a card machine and you use a card. Um, Ariana's just a bit young for it. She gets a bit bored. Uh, she's five, but kind of six, seven. I think it's a great age where they can start playing Monopoly and, you know, you change, taking turns to be the banker. And um, they, seem to, they seem to love that at the moment. Um, there's this Go Henry card, basically like a charge card. So they can earn money, you can charge it on the card, then they spend it on the card or they can choose to save it. Um, when they're out of money, they're out of money. So they've got to kind of learn about budgeting and, um, you know, the value of money. I took Bobby to Metro Bank, which is um, where he has an account and he'd, he'd earned, I think, about 70 quid for various things he'd done. And I said, look, we've got 70 quid. I said, the maximum you can spend is 50% of your earnings. That's probably a bit generous, but um, the rest of it has to be saved or invested. Um, and if he invests, I, I um, have to teach him to do that. Um, and we went to Metro Bank and he said, you know what, Daddy, I don't want to spend any on the things I don't want because we had a look around. There wasn't anything he wanted. So I'd just like to save it all. And I was very proud of him. And I tried to positively reinforce that. And he saved all of his money and he's got his own card and um, his, his grandparents give him money and um, put him in the bank for him. And, you know, just getting him touching and feeling and learning about uh, money in the monetary system for a very young age and saving early. I think it's really important when you teach kids about money and value and reward and um, capitalism and the economy and how it works and value exchange is to work hard. Yes, but work smart as well, because 30 years ago it was a labor based economy, really. And it was hard work that got results. Now it's also smart work, leverage, hiring, outsourcing, scaling, leveraging the Internet, social media. Um, you know, there's cryptocurrencies and online currencies. The world is very different. So I think we need to teach them working hard and working smart. Now, my dad always raised me to be an entrepreneur. He always surrounded me with money and merit, i.e. son, you do this, you can earn. Son, you work extra hard, you can earn more. Son, you bottle up in the mornings, I'll pay you a pound a week and go and do what you want with it. Son, I've just opened you a bank account. Here's a, a you know, a, do you remember those painting books you used to get where they slotted them under the printer and it used to print them in and you used to get those big folders with the pen and the calculator and he always got me all of those packs and, and made money fun for me and always made money something that I could aspire to doing more and more of and taught me about the benefits of saving. Um, he bought me a red box, you know, the, the key, the red box with the key where you put the money in. Um, and so... 
he always took me around when he used to buy equipment for his pubs and he used to go to auctions and liquidation sales. Uh, he, he would try and make me work for money more than just giving it to me, though he often used to give it to me too. And that actually probably wasn't the best thing. Uh, I, I believe it's really important to allow your kids to dream. So sometimes people, I think, shoot them down with a bit of realism. Um, so Bobby said to me, I want to own a golf course. I said, fine, you can own a golf course. Um, uh, maybe we could go halves and be business partners. And do you know how much a golf course costs? Oh, I don't know, daddy. And you know, he might say like, and 150 pounds and then say more like five million. Oh, okay, daddy. Do you know how to make five million? No, daddy. So we talk about how people might make that kind of money. But then Bobby, do you know, it's not just about the capital expense of a golf course. It's also about the maintenance and the upkeep and the greenkeepers and, and the rent on the land and all of this kind of stuff. Oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. Okay, daddy. Um, so yeah. Hey, look, I'm, like I said, a lot of this is trial. I'm not saying I'm um, the guru of raising millionaire children. Um, so I think the main thing is to have them love reading, love learning. Um, I think get them working as soon as you can. My dad had me working from six. I'm not recommending that. That may be illegal now, but he certainly had me working early. Can you get them working for things outside of doing chores um, so that chores are something that's kind of necessary? Because what you want is a, you want a, a sort of a base level work ethic that's not for money. Um, because if they won't do anything unless it's for money, hmm, that's maybe not the best education that you're trying to get them as well, because life doesn't work like that. There's law of reciprocity in life and goodwill. So a certain level of commitment and work ethic should be for non-monetary value. And then above that is for monetary value. All right. So I hope you found this useful. Let me summarise what we've covered for those of you that didn't join in live at the start. And this episode is going to go on my money podcast. And please do play this to your children if you have them. I think um, obviously this is probably focused up to teenage years. Um, I'll probably do um, an episode on sort of 14 to 18 a bit later. But I think that this is relevant to most kids. Uh, and I, I certainly am going to write those books in the future on raising um, kids to learn about money. OK, so I'm um, teaching kids about money completely as age dependent. Um, I was surprised that a lot of people were quite resistant to rewarding kids for earning money. Um, I believe that you should teach them how money works as well as earning money. I believe you should have a baseline where they have a work ethic regardless of money. And then above that, it's for money because that's the agreed universal system of exchange that we have that replaced barter. So therefore, it's very necessary, even if you're not bothered about um, raising rich kids, for example. Facts tell, but stories sell. So teach them vicariously through stories and examples. Read them um, books when they're young and seed in all the lessons that you want and then get them reading books as they can read themselves. Um, maybe they could have an uncle, a, um, you know, some kind of like mentor or godparent um, that, that you could get them to spend some time with that could teach them about business and money and life and personal development and mindset. Caleb Maddox, his dad, didn't pay him for chores, but paid him $25 to $50 to read and write a report on a business money or personal development book. And I'm going to try that now. My son is eight and I think he's the right age to do that. And I've, I've got permission from him. He's agreed that he wants to do that. Um, I, I think that you want to reward kids for working smart and hard, but probably equally both, not just hard right now. Um, I wanted to always reward my kids with money when they overcame challenges or persisted much longer than other kids did. Um, and or one, so merit and effort, sweats and smarts. I think both to reward them, to teach them is important because you get merit for both in life. Can you make it fun? Can you get them involved in games? There's brilliant kids monopolies now with the, the card machine, etc. Um, get them saving from a, a young age. Maybe get them on the Go Henry charge card. Um, 
You know, maybe you can take them around all the things you do in business and property and personal development and the courses you go on and take them in the car and play podcasts and audiobooks in the car. I was playing Bobby, Tony Robbins when he was two years old and he loved it. He used to get in the car and say, play Tony, daddy, play Tony. Um, allow them to dream, but make sure that they understand that there's work and realism involved in achieving that dream and get them to love reading and learning. Hope you found this useful. It's been a pleasure. This will be on my money podcast, not on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. I have two podcasts. So make sure you subscribe to the Money Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. If you know anyone who has kids, uh, please share this video with them. I think that uh, we need help raising kids to understand how society and economy and money and the monetary system and the reward and the value and the merit-based system works. Uh, There's not a lot of education out there around that. So please do share this video and podcast with anyone who has kids um, because we all know how hard it is to raise kids and we've got to help each other and we've got to do our bit. So thank you very much.